before we learn the truth about Slow County Real Estate, there is still time to sign up for the live podcast event on Monday, March 13th at Milestone Tavern on Foothill and Slow at 5.30. Food, drinks, and your questions about buying a home in Slow County. Email hal at teamswayze, that's dot com to reserve your spot. If you worry about the price of your house every day, you, you, you need more things to think about. The truth is we are all thinking about other things in our lives and your house brings the financial security to do it confidently. Another truth is that headlines about the housing market are misleading, especially when it comes to San Luis Obispo County. What is your intention with the house? If it's to be your home, then today's price is today's price. If you don't want the home, uh, it will, what's tomorrow's price going to be? Does it really matter? Today, you need a home to live in. Home ownership gives you a wealth building investment, fixed costs, and other benefits. When you are buying or selling in an area as desirable as our Central Coast communities, it helps to have a team that will do their best to get you to a fair price despite the wild roller coaster we are on. The market moves really quickly. When I go out to meet with a seller right now, because there are few homes for sale, very few, it's harder to comp them out. If there hasn't been a sale for a while, it's very hard to go, your house is just like this one, which sold for this price. Time to get to the truth about real estate in San Luis Obispo County with Team Swayze. Here's your host, James Bueno. All right, gentlemen, we're back. Slow County Real Estate with Mr. Hal Swayze. And guess who's here? Mr. Swayze, how are you, sir? I'm great, James. JT's here. How you doing, sir? Oh, man, I love being here. Are you kidding me? And the myth, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. JP, is back. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm <laughs> excellent and glad to be back. Awesome. Mr. Kingman, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. So, wait, how? Wait, I just realized you got JK, JB, yeah. JP, JT, and then Hal Swayze. Yeah. Oh. yeah. We've said that before. Harold, <laughs> I forgot. Harold the third. There's a lot of J's in this whole thing. It's all, it's all J. Okay. Uh, Hal, we, we were battling, and I had to stop you guys to say, let's put it in a podcast. Right. So, uh, let, man, let's just get rolling. Everybody's hot. Bob, look, JT right there is clinching his chair. He's fired up. He's snarling at me. Yeah. Just FYI, JT, on that the conversation before, I was I was on Team JT. I was I was on your side. So, yeah, I was I was there. So you know wow. what's really funny about this whole group is that we're just we're four guys hanging out, five guys hanging out, having conversations about the things that we witness, the things that we know, and our experiences, and it becomes a podcast. Gosh, everybody's just so passionate about it. I had to, yeah. I had to stop you and say. Put your microphones on and let's talk. Let's make sense of this. Thing. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. You know, we're talking about what directions the market heading, what are sales doing, you know, what are interest rates doing? Because everything's moving at a pretty fast clip. And and I, I will say this in general, the market moves so much faster than it used to. Because I remember back in March of last year, um, getting a house ready for sale, we'd be, oh, here comes the weekend, you know, get ready for the showings. And then Monday we'll have a bunch of offers. And, and then I think we had one or two calls and maybe one showing on a house. And it was like... What just happened? And that was, you know, end of March, Easter time. And then, you know, then the rates went up really, really fast, right? Remember that. And then people got all nervous and freaked out. And then um, people kind of got used to it. And then in the last month, I say, we did this when Graham was here, our great buyer's agent. We've seen a lot more uptick in activity. In fact, Jay, you were just tracking. You said the open escrows are up significantly. Is that oh, significantly, yeah, January. week over week over week. Because we looked at the the January over January numbers, 22 over 23, and uh, they were down considerably, closed transactions. Right. And in February, the open order count has gone up every single week. So I'm talking to a good friend of mine who's a Bay Area real estate broker, and he said something to the effect of, yeah, last year, I mean, if we comp a house from last year, we're down 20%. 
So the Bay Area's got, you know, on, on their pricing. And he goes, and the last, in the first month of the year, we're up 10%, right? So you know how fat, I mean, rate, houses used to just creep up, what, 6 7% annually on average, John? I mean, if you average yeah. it out, most homes over the long haul are going to go up 6 or 7%. So the market moves really quickly. When I go out to meet with a seller right now, because there are few homes for sale, very few, it's harder to comp them out. Meaning we have lots of little sub-markets in every town, every community, every little borough, you know, neighborhoods are different. If there hasn't been a sale for a while, it's very hard to go, your house is just like this one, which sold for this price. Your house is a little bit bigger than this one and it's in a different neighborhood and your lot's like this, so there's a lot more extrapolation. It's tough for an appraiser. See, appraisers you know, really have to back up their data and we look at it like appraisers. And if you go down to some of the large cities where they'll have three, four, five, 10,000 home subdivisions and they had three floor pans, did I say pans? Three, four? You said pans. Three or four yeah. pans. Pans. Or three Sauté floor pans. Floor, floor, <laughs> floor pans. Floor so anyway, plans. Yeah. Three different kinds of houses on a yeah, big lot. There you go. It's easy to go, oh, okay, that was the plan A that's 1,500 square feet, but it had upgrades in the kitchen, so we're going to give it a $30,000 or $50,000 bump. Here you might have a craftsman-style house downtown, and there hasn't been a sale like that for you know a month and a, or excuse me, a year and a half, and it was smaller, and we're trying to figure out what the value is. So it's very unique, and it makes it hard to make generalizations about the marketplace. But, but here's what I did know. I was meeting with a beautiful, wonderful couple that have a wonderful Victorian in Aurora Grande, trying to figure out the value. And I went, here's what's happened in January in Aurora Grande. We had 12 closings in January. Um, last year, there were 16 closings, so less. And I go, and we had seven new houses come on the market. 12 went away, seven came back. That means the inventory is going what? Up or down? Shrinking. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just an interesting time when it comes to that. And when people freak out about what's going to happen to values, which they shouldn't, right? Because if you're buying or selling, you shouldn't be worried about whether it's going to go up or down. You should worry about, is this a great place to live? And can I fix my cost of living? But it's very challenging to put some of these numbers on it. And it tells me that the lack of supply is going to support housing prices in general. So whatever fluctuations they are, they're not going to be much. So my point is, it's a tricky time to put a value on things in this marketplace. Well, we have seen values soften a little bit in the county, in certain places in the county, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, there's yeah. certain and, houses that might have sold for 630 in March or April last year that might sell for 599 or 595 So there's a little drop it, in price. And some of that we can attribute to uh, seasonality. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so do we know if housing prices are going up or down right now and i would say yes they're yes. going up or down <laughs> the wisdom yeah the wisdom yeah. no i mean yeah, it, I, I it, it's so difficult right now because of the the size of our the, our sample that from which we're trying to extract data and and make informed decisions yeah but, but, but i think you make a good point that i that i think we need to come back to and that's this notion of uh, I'm a home buyer, and the biggest thing I'm worried about is, oh my gosh, if I buy a house right now, is it going to go down? And I go back to you know a story we told a few months ago, and that's if you bought a house for a million dollars today and you woke up six months from now and it was worth nine hundred thousand dollars, what would you do? I'd make my payment and stay in my house. You, you'd, you'd fix you'd fix breakfast. You'd get the kids ready for school in the school district that you chose when you bought the house, 
in the kitchen that you remodeled when you bought the house because it was exactly what you wanted. They went out and played on the swing set in your backyard that you chose, and they went off to school. You went to work, and nothing changed in your life. Yeah. And, and if you worry about the price of your house every day, you, you, you need more things to think about. Yeah, and it's worth what someone's willing to pay for it. I mean, I, I've seen a house on a street you know, go up for X and be on the market for three months before someone came in and bought you know, close to the asking price. Same house two doors down goes up, same basic floor plan is on the market for 24 hours. Because there was someone that was moving that wasn't looking for a home three weeks ago, and today is. So, you know, there's timing involved, too, and individuals and all kinds of stuff. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. I I said a few minutes ago before we started rolling the tape that, uh, you know, housing prices are a little bit like like fingerprints. Everybody has one, and they're all different. And every house is going to be different. Yeah. Every buyer. You know, too many variables. Yeah. yeah. I think I quoted Warren Buffett the other day when he talks about, you know, this, oh, it's Charlie Munger, this century. You know, we've had two world wars. We've had the atomic bomb. We've had pandemics. We've had all these things happen. But at the end of the day, the American economy just continues to go on. So they just have a much broader um, perspective. I think we get that with age, right? Yeah, you, you, you're not looking at things at a, a micro level. You're a little more macro. You've got that 10,000-foot view as opposed to, oh, I'm living in the streets, and you know I'm, I'm feeling the discomfort of what's happening right now this very second because it's affecting me. They've got the, the ability to look back over a longer period of time because they've felt that. They've been in the streets. They've felt that pain, and yeah. now uh, they've, they've lived through it, and they can look back and, and talk about it. And they're still here. Yeah. Right? stability you know creates confidence and it makes it easier for people and the unknown if things change quickly you know if rates drop way down guess what's going to happen right if rates go up a lot that's what's going to you know we know what's going to happen sometimes when i'm forced to make a difficult decision i i kind of almost go onto the negative side and i go okay what's the worst thing that could happen here okay so i'm go back to a few months ago talking about my son buying a house in Seattle, right? right? What's the worst thing that could happen to him? Um, Okay. His payment stays the same. Mic drop. Yeah. Rates go to 8%. He bought well below eight. He's He's a winner. The other side of that coin. What happens if rates go down to four? We'll pick up the microphone. Yeah, yeah he could. Yeah. Well, we'll start talking again. Yeah, he could refinance, and then he wins. Like there's a there, you can only go the right direction. What scares people, JT, is that they, you buy a house for six hundred grand, and a year later it's worth five fifty. It's worth quote five fifty. Yeah. That that yeah. scares people. Yeah, right. Well, and if you had to sell it, then you if lose you have money. to sell it, sure. Yeah, but you might but lose it, money. it's your home. If you're there for five years, you're not going to lose that fifty grand. What you know, back to the conversation Jeff had with us a few weeks ago about Vegas, and what are the odds? on that the yes. odds on that are 85 percent of yeah. the last 60 years home prices oh, right, went yeah. up 15 percent of the years they went down i mean do you want to live in 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 a world where you're focused on the 15 or the 85 i'm choosing the 85 it depends on the type of buyer like if you're a house flipper and you want to you want to get in and out of a house in six months that's like a day trader that's a speculator those guys right. you know that's a different world right we're, we're talking yeah. about home, home buyer this yeah a home yeah. buyer yeah People that not a speculator for the school district. Yeah, right. Exactly. We're not thinking of those for the terms. yard. Yeah. They, in our was, case, it was the pool. Yeah. Maybe we wanted the kids yeah. to be entertained in the backyard. I get people call me. Well, I want to wait till I find a deal. What What is a deal? I don't know what that. I mean, I know what that means. Is we want to buy something below where the market is, and that can happen because you're a friend, or it could happen because somebody who's selling is not worried about getting the last nickel out of the house. 
Um, and it can happen when people are distressed. I can tell you one thing. There's no distress in the people I deal with. And we rarely had that. We did in 2000, what, 9, 10 or whatever. Yeah, when it started to fall apart the summer. Well, prices were peaked in June of 2006, and they, yeah. we really saw the evidence in 2008. Even then, if you couldn't make your payment or your payment went way up, which they did, mm-hmm. and what are the chances of that right now? Like super small. How many yeah. adjustable rate mortgages? I mean, everybody locked in their rate. So we didn't have those big rate spikes. And then... I can't make my payment. What do I do? Well, I'm going to sit here and the bank's going to take a year to short sale or foreclose it. So I got my house for another year. I mean, seriously, that yeah. happened. But my point is when, when we see this, we have, I see so many more people coming in now with money to this town. I mean, the people yeah. that come in here and the resources they have is way different. Now, good, bad, or indifferent, because if you're working at you know, not a high paying job here and you're trying to get in housing, it's challenging. We know that. The amount of resources that have come to this community is way different than it used to be. And the cost of entrance, obviously, has gotten higher. In 2004, uh, four, five, and six, what were the requirements to get a loan to buy a house, right? You could fog a mirror. Yep. They were called yeah. signature loans. You know, the concept was everybody gets a house. Yay, right? Right. Um, and that created uh, a situation where people that couldn't afford a payment were buying um, properties with these crazy products. Uh, these crazy products were reverse amortizing notes. Like you, you know, we're going to sell you the house and the, the or buy, sell, give you the money at six percent, but you're only going to have to pay three percent um, for the for this period of negative time. amortization. Yeah, right? and your uh, your balances continue to you don't, grow. You don't hear that anymore, do you? No, you don't. You don't. Thank the Lord. Right. So that caused the problem because what what did that do? That increased the uh, available buyers. It just made everybody capable of buying. So that drove prices through the roof. And then when those notes came to a point where those rates were being like adjusted to what was really going to be happening in the, for the future of the loan, they couldn't afford it. And so it, that, that's not what's happening in today's world, right? So we don't, every, you still have to qualify for a loan, even if you're getting a rate buy down that's temporary. You still have to qualify for the loan, which we didn't, you didn't have to do back in 2004, know, five, and six, which created that cliff that we fell off. So why was everybody so bold to buy real estate? because of the price. They thought the price would go up. Yeah. And see, that's, that's the dilemma for me, and I, I think that's just a wrong, wrong, way, wrong way to think about real estate, is the price, right? I'm buying it because the price might go up or they'll go down. Again, that, that just causes problems, right? I'm buying it because I can afford it. It's the good place. It's where I want to live, as John said. The bottom line end of the, this part of our conversation is that market doesn't exist today. Our market is far more stable because we don't have foreclosures. We don't have high inventories. We don't have uh, bad loans, right? So looking forward, at our driving out of our windshield, where's this market going? I think in business, if you don't remember the past, you're condemned to repeat it. So it's important, I think, to spend a little bit more time looking at it. And if we can see some of the tells, like what happens if Freddie and Fannie start reducing the uh, requirements for individual buyers to come in and buy? What is that going to do to our market? Always goes back to the, to a, a, a point, and you do too, um, JT. And that is, you know, what is your intention with the house? If it's to be your home, then today's price is today's price. If you don't want the home, uh, it will. What's tomorrow's price going to be? Does it really matter? Today you need a home to live in, or I'm, I, I'm here. I am living in the Central Coast. My grandkids, my my son and his 
wife moved to Colorado and they've got a kid on the way and I'm, I'm going to miss the first birthday. I'm going to miss uh, christening. I'm going to miss, um, you know, walking. I'm going to miss all these things. I need, I want to sell my house and get there. I want to sell that house. I don't really, it doesn't matter to me and or it's not my biggest concern. Am I going to sell for $50,000 less than I can six months from now? Or am I going to beat myself up because I didn't sell in June when I didn't know the child was coming? Um, because I, I, my house would have sold for fifty grand more. I just think it's a, it, a home is a, is different than speculating in the stock market or flipping houses for a profit. It is a place to live and grow. And on this podcast alone, you've talked about you know the the kids, the school district, the backyard. All those things are so crucially important. Yeah, yeah. and our market's more stable than it was in two thousand and ten. Oh line. no! No comparison. Yeah, yeah. Night, no, no comparison. Night and day. It's, it's better now than it was in two thousand seventeen, eighteen. So that's that's not the issue. Yeah, it's easy to get caught up in the in the discussion. You know, it's it, for San Luis Obispo County, it, owning real estate is a prized possession. We see less turnover here, um, just because people like it here. The quality of life. It, it's just if you can, if you're able to manage to get into this market, good for you. And you know, and 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 Jeff said this the other day. There's there's a lot of doom and gloom. Sure. Anytime anything happens with values, yeah, it. it, it Today could be less than yesterday, and then everybody likes to say, "Oh my God, we're, we're it's everything's crashing. We're done. Sell, don't buy, freeze, stop spending money," and it freaks everybody out. Yeah, yeah. A very few times are knee jerk reactions the the proper reactions <laughs> to anything, and especially when it comes to where you live and your finances. Right. <laughs> just, just everybody, calm down a little bit. Yeah, slow and it's boring. <clears throat> Hey, slow. 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 Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Yeah. Real estate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Swayze. Yeah. Slow great, easy. Great place. Yeah. Slow you, you know, you Sounds brought like up. a cocktail. I like that. <laughs> you brought up something about the, the foreclosure era and where these guys were doing a couple hundred foreclosures a, a, a year. And it kind of made me think. Dave Ramsey did an article recently in, about how to pick an agent. And one of the things he said in that article was, uh, don't pick your brother-in-law's sister's dog to be your agent just because of relationships. But you know, pick an agent who has who does enough transactions to have the experience to to shepherd you through this process. The average agent in this county, twenty-eight hundred agents in the county, approximately six thousand transactions in a good year. What's the math on that? Couple. Couple yeah. per agent. Two, Quite a two, few. 2.3. So um, I think of, because I'm not officially a part of Team Swayze, I'm kind of a consultant to Team Swayze, I can brag about them a little bit. And when we look at our numbers, you know, Hal's listing a, a hundred or more houses a year and each one of our salespeople's selling 30 houses or so. I'm proud of the experience that you guys bring to the table. So I just wanted to tip my hat to you guys and, when you compare these guys to what's going on in the county, and you you see, you got some agents on your team that do a lot of business, Jay, and yep, and you got some people that have phoned it in, right? That that are brand new to the business, and we actually they're, they're they have to be in our launch or PC program until they've completed a certain amount of transactions. You know, a little Pareto principle is that eighty percent of the business is being done by twenty percent of the the people in our community. It's more like ninety ten. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of us on this podcast, but there's only yeah. one name, and it's in Southwaysy's mm -hmm. name, and there's a gosh darn good reason 
Yeah. Why? Because he what he brings to the table and what he brings to the community. And JT, you are a part of the team. Don't say you're not part of the team. You you are the one that implements a lot of the stuff that Hal wants. So I'm a business consultant. That's right. <laughs> He's on the team. It's a position on the team. All right. Well, we'll we'll hug later. Let's yeah. go ahead and uh, go, <laughs> let's finish up this podcast. High five, high five, hug, share, share a tear, yeah. take a couple of yeah, shots. Let what, what, there we go. However we do it. If you are interested in coming to our live podcast recording, you can email Hal, Hal at TeamSwayze.com. You can email me, James, at TeamSwayze.com. Uh, give us a call and talk to anybody here. We, like I said, we communicate, so we'll let each other know. Yeah. We'd love to see him. I am part of the team. I got an email address. You do. You don't ever use it, but you do. <laughs> I think, and, and, and the cool thing about the the live podcast event is people are going to be able to ask you guys questions uh, right there. And, and yeah, so that's going to be the fun part and, and interesting part. I think Hal's already got a few questions that we're, hopefully we don't get um, from some of the people that he's invited. But um, okay. yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't I'll either. be ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, I'll, I'll make sure I'm there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll the be ready for my wings. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where's the? Yeah, we'll, we'll be ready for anything. So if you want to, yeah, go, come be a part of it. We'll buy you a drink or two. We have some, we'll have some more d'oeuvres. I put them up on the screen earlier. It'll it'll be fun, uh, a great time. So let us know if you want to come. It is by invitation only. Don't just show up and start partying and going hard. Although it would be fun to see. It would be fun, but just don't do it. <laughs> Leave that up to us. Thank you for listening to the House Swayze podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It comes out every Monday, so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on HouseSwayze.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. HouseSwayze.com, that's H-A-L... S-W-E-A-S-E-Y dot com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call 805-781-3750. House Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze Podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.